You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Becoming a parent for the first time can be an incredibly lonely experience. You can be stuck at home for long hours with nothing but a crying, sleeping or pooping baby for company. And that was when you were allowed to meet up with other new parents to commiserate and support you. Now new parents are stuck inside their own four walls and all they see on the outside is more isolation and fear. Arabella Gibson is the CEO of the Gidget Foundation Australia and she's here to talk about what parents can do if they're feeling anxious and alone. Hi Arabella, how are you? I'm well, Siobhan. Thank you for having me. Listen, I've talked about new parents here, but the Gidget Foundation supports a wide range of parents. Can you tell me who your service is open to? Absolutely. Well, we look after all parents, mums and dads, and we look after people who might have experienced um, grief and loss, such as miscarriage, IVF and fertility issues, as well as, of course, people who've had a bub and might be experiencing perinatal anxiety and depression. So our services really range for the whole perinatal period, which is from conception through to one year post-birth. And um, at the moment, you have a telehealth service. How does that work? Well, look, we're finding that... Um, Pregnancy and bringing home a bub is a a really overwhelming and scary time at the best of times. But certainly at the moment, in the middle of a global pandemic, we're finding that people are really feeling unsettled by this uncertainty and they've very much lost their traditional village of support. So one of the key things that we have offered is um, our Start Talking Telehealth Services. And this particular service offers 10 free clinical psychological support sessions with a perinatal mental health specialist who can talk you through the tips and uh, ideas around how you can support yourself to be as emotionally and mentally healthy as possible and and strong and, um, you know, how you can try and enjoy this period with your new bub and your family. How exactly do you find it impacting the parents that are calling you? Like, are, are parents more likely to reach out to you before they have their baby or during pregnancy? We do have quite a number of um, clients that come to us during pregnancy, but we also have a lot that come to us after the fact as well, once they've had their bub. My strong recommendation is to um, look at your mental health as something that you need to protect and prevent issues from from um, developing and I think that with the uncertainty and the unsettling times that we're experiencing at the moment it's completely natural for new parents to be feeling a tremendous amount of stress and distress um, at the situation they find themselves in because you know what was meant to be this really joyful happy experience is now kind of clouded in somewhat grief because they're not going to be experiencing perhaps the, the, the labour that they thought they would or having as many visitors into the hospital as they thought they would. So it, it is a really, really tricky time. Now, we've all often spoken about isolation for new parents, which if you're not a new parent 
people might find that hard to understand. But even in a connected world, when we were allowed outside to meet up with people, it can still be very isolating for parents. And then Mm. on top of that, you have got now the enforced restrictions of social isolation. Have you found that that is having an increased pressure on parents? Yeah, absolutely. Look, we've we've had um, a 50% increase in visitation to our website. We have taken on 10 new clinicians nationally to support the demand that we're finding um, from people who are really struggling to stay connected, as you say. But I think communication is the key here. We do have the ability to use FaceTime or Skype or whatever other kind of video conferencing. There's a telephone. We can still we can still catch up with people by the telephone. We can go for walks. And I mean, even little things like right, handwriting a diary to get you off the screens and giving you the outlet you need to kind of get some of that angst out onto a piece of paper. And it gives you time to reflect and get through to some of those feelings that you're feeling. One of the other things we're suggesting is using some of the helpful apps that are out there from places like Headspace, but also being realistic with your expectations and understanding that this is a really, really tough time and it's important to focus on what actually matters to you at the moment. And the thing is that if you're if you're bringing a, a new bub home or you've got a new bub at home... Ideally, try and forget about the world around you and try and enjoy the bubble. Try and look at it as a positive time of togetherness as as a small family and almost look at it as a bit of a silver lining before the world kind of gets busy and going again that you've had an opportunity to really connect as a family and as a unit. It's so interesting you say that because um, I know there are cultures, aren't there, that say um, for a woman to be pretty much isolated for the first 48 days or whatever so that they can recoup and connect and be nurtured in that period. Do you think that that bubble is harder to maintain for parents today because of the 24-hour news cycle, because of social media? Do you find generally in your work that that that, that kind of interaction with screens is having a detrimental effect? Yeah, absolutely. And one of our recommendations is pick one point in time in each day where you watch the same piece of news. So it might be breakfast television for, you know, eight to nine, for example, or it might be um, your radio station in the afternoon or whatever it might be. But find your spot and just stick to that one and only thing so that you're not constantly looking at screens, hearing more news, watching stuff, scrolling, etc., etc. because that can be really detrimental. Even though, you know, it's hard to get out at the moment, getting out and going for a quick walk, even two or three times a day is better than not at all, even if it's literally just around the block and back. They're, they're really important things to do. And what about single parents? Because in all of this, it strikes me that it must be even harder for those who are stuck at home without anyone to help offer respite and some respite and pick up the baby and look after them for a while, but also not to have that human connection that most of us would get at the end of the day or even during the day if people are working from home. Mm. Have you got any advice for single parents out there? I think, again, if you can, try and use FaceTime or one of those different apps or or, or opportunities to kind of stay connected where you can. That is really important. I think that there's no denying that as a single parent, this is really, really tough. And it's 
you're vulnerable and you need that extra support. So reach out and do accept any kind of help or support. If someone wants to drop off food and, and, and do a contact contactless delivery, then accept it because, you know, this is a tough time and you are vulnerable and you do need support and help. So I think absolutely try and accept everything that you can and try and stay as connected as you can, even if it's virtually. Arabella, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. That's Arabella Gibson. She's the CEO of the Gidget Foundation Australia, and there are links in the notes of this episode for how you can access their support. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time. Thank you.